Hi, welcome to Ha'igeret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Ari Ben Leah, for a refuish lema, a complete healing for Esther Batsipura, and in the merit of all of those affected by the Surfside tragedy. This week, we are entering the final two partiot of the book of Bamidbar of Numbers with our double portion of Matot and Masay. Which is crazy. We are four-fifths of the way through the Torah. This is truly, truly crazy. If you have been paying attention, the word we commonly use to refer to the 12 tribes of Israel is Shevet or Shvatim. Like we say Shevet Levi or Shevet Menashe, etc. But in the first of this week's two parshiot, the word we use to refer to the tribes is not Shevet, but Matet, plural Matot, the name of the parsha. The Parsha begins with Moshe speaking to the heads of the tribes, Rashi Hamatot, about the laws of making oaths or vows, Nedarim. Let's look a bit deeper into the significance of these two words, because Shevet isn't suddenly being replaced with Matot for, for no reason. So Shevet can refer to a tribe, yes, but it also can mean branch, as in the branch of a tree. Mate can refer to a tribe, yes, but it also can mean stick or what an offshoot of a tree becomes when it dries out. What's the difference between a green offshoot, a shevet, and a brown stick, mate? Well, they're both from the same source. There's a nice idea that every soul that has ever been and will ever exist was present at the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai, that everyone who exists now is lit within by the one of the 600,000 souls that heard God at Matan Torah at the giving of the Torah. This inner spark is what we call the Pintala Yid, or the essential point or spark of Judaism. When I first heard about the Pintala Yid, the image that came to mind was a tiny Jew that, for some reason, looked like the Lucky Charms leprechaun, just living within us, inspiring our Jewish practice. Don't ask me why. Either way, we all have this inner spark lit by the source fire, God. So mate and shevet, both a stick and a branch, both originate with the one tree. But a shevet, a branch, retains its vitality and flexibility, while a mate, a stick, becomes dried out and brittle. Though a branch can be swayed by the wind, and a stick stands strong through its trials. The branch, the shevet, still retains some of the lifeblood of the tree within it and therefore can represent a person who retains connection with God and recognizes God's involvement in their lives. The stick, mate, though, has been uprooted. The stick represents all of us in the diaspora, in Galus or Galuts, removed from God to an extent. Both the branch and the stick have their points of strength, and both represent two different kinds of religious lives. A malleable branch will do just fine if in temperate weather, just as even the most tenuously connected Jew feels connection to God when in a place like Israel. And a stick, though in a Jewish desert such as, insert your city here, has learned to withstand the influences of those around us out of a sink or swim Jewish reality. It's definitely no coincidence that we read Matot during the saddest time of year for Jews, the three weeks, Bein HaMetzarim, between the straits. This is a period bookended by two fasts that mourned the destruction of the first and second temples. Our exile from Israel began with the destruction of the temples, so we associate Galut, we associate the diaspora with this time. We enter the most intense morning this coming week with the beginning of the Hebrew month of Av this coming Saturday. This a period is called the Nine Days and ends with Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av. 
just as B'nai Yisrael were both Shvatim and Matot, as are we all Matot or Shvatim at different points in our lives. Exile can be hard to relate to in our modern world and the destruction of the temples as well, but being kept from our ancestral homeland is actually something that we've known for the past year with the skies being shut and so many people being kept from seeing family for many, many months. As we enter the nine days this coming weekend, I hope these ideas give you some food for thought and help you to relate to the feeling, the energy of the time. The second Parsha of the week is Masay, meaning journeys. These are the journeys of Bnei Yisrael, Eli Masay Bnei Yisrael, our succinct Torah that communicates essays with even the size of a single letter, goes on to list each and every one of the 42 sites that Bnei Yisrael stopped at during their around 40 year journey in the desert. The Jewish mystics teach that these 42 stops exist in all of our lives, that our birth represents Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the exodus from Egypt, and then after that, each stop in the journey is mirrored in our own lives until we reach Olam Haba'ah, the world to come. Here, of course, represented by Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, that Bnei Yisrael did eventually arrive at. Something else to note is that the word used for these stops or sites isn't really stop or site. It's Masa, which, if you're familiar with the organization, Masa means journey. This teaches us that each place that felt like a stop was really an important part of the whole journey. This is absolutely relevant to our own lives and our own perception of our paths. I saw a TikTok recently that really put things into perspective. It utilized this now common trope of looking at your life from an outside perspective. So the video in this caption was, quote, when you realize you're in the new season of your life with new characters, new story arcs, and new plot twists. This TikTok made me reflect. A sentence I never thought I'd say. <laughs> we are often caught up in the day-to-day -day of our lives and fail to see the larger picture, that maybe we're now in season 13, episode 9, and that the season 14 finale looms close. And this TikTok format works because some days it suddenly hits us and we're hovering outside our bodies for a moment. A shout out to my girl Sarah Rosenberg, who gave me some really great advice related to this that was knowingly or unknowingly totally paralleled in the Parsha this week. If there's anything I've realized about being a young adult, well, people tell me that according to my age I'm a young adult, I have to say I'm on the fence about that one, I've realized that these realizations about the bigger picture of our lives often happens in hindsight. Like our dear Andy Bernard says in the Office finale, quote, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you've actually left them. And I'm really mad that I looked up the video of this line because I watched it and now I'm crying and I'm gonna include the link so you can cry with me too. And then in this next clip that also made me cry, Andy doesn't say that line, but it's the last scene of The Office and I'm a blubbering mess and I think it's only fair that you should be too. And it's kind of relevant because this whole scene is about reflecting on your life from 100 miles in the air. Everything is little stuff and the big moments are clear, but that's because it's all in hindsight. So how do we tap into the recognition that we are in the good old days when we are in the good old days? I don't know, but I did try to capture a little bit of memory in a bottle in a few different periods of my life. I'm currently working on my one year of living in New York video, but I'll include the video from my senior spring video in 2019. I think it's some of my best, most succinct work, so please enjoy and I guess you'll see the one year New York video soon. If you watch any of these videos, you may also become a blubbering mess like me. But I am wishing you a Shabbat Shalom that is full of no tears, only good things and good feelings and good vibes and love, etc. Shabbat Shalom. Again, thank you so much for listening.